Hey friends, Pastor Buddy Chapman, thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys can check out the full length message today at 10 a.m. We're going to be talking about being uncomfortable. Tune in and pass it on. Man, you've been prayed for. I just want to start out with a question. Is everybody comfortable? Everybody comfortable over here? Y'all comfortable? You comfortable over here? Y'all comfortable over there? <laughs> Not for long, because we're talking about being uncomfortable, right? Did Jesus come so we could be comfortable? He came to save and seek, and that which was lost, right? We're going to be talking about that today. I'm not saying that we can't have peace. We know we've got peace in him. But I think a lot of times we spend our whole life just trying to play it safe. Heard a guy say most people tiptoe through, through life just to get to the grave. I don't know about y'all. I want to run, jump. Enjoy Jesus, share Jesus, and, every, and just impact lives anywhere and everywhere we can. How about you? All right, both of you. How about the rest of y'all? All right, everybody ready then. Good. So I wanted to share a few things. Anybody been watching what's going on in the news? Yeah, you might. Not one bit. Well, I'll tell you what you're going to hear about a little bit today just so you can be encouraged. You know, a lot of times when I share stuff, it is not to scare you. It is to prepare you, right? And it's good to have an over uh, understanding of what's going on in the world. How many would think that'd be a good idea? I think that's a good idea. So we're going to walk through a few things today. And I really want to talk about being uncomfortable. And that's an uncomfortable subject. And so <laughs> there's two people got it. But anyway, thinking about that this morning, how often are we really urgent about sharing our faith? How urgent are we for others to know Jesus Christ? Now, let me ask you about this. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you put your faith and trust in the finished work in the cross, you know by faith, by God's word, he said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's not because we're better. Anything else is because we're forgiven and we put our faith and trust in, in the finished work of the cross, right? Now, with that being said, if you reject the only way to heaven, what do you got left? Hell. Hell. I can't believe y'all said that that loud. Most people are like, It's true. It's true. So there is an urgency as a believer. I want people to know about Jesus. I don't want to see anybody go to hell. But I'm going to tell you what. We will live and invest in things in this life right here that pay no spiritual dividends. Amen. I hope we think about that as a backdrop of what we're going to share today. So I, I want to be real careful as I unpack this um, because I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. So let's just start with God's word. And if you got your Bibles, we're going to be jumping around a little bit today, but primarily we're going to be in Matthew chapter 16. Uh, verse 24 says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Man, I'm going to tell you what, does that sound comfortable? <laughs> a lot of times it's not, is it? Life is tough sometimes. Life is hard sometimes. And now I'm going to tell you, we're going to break that out in a little bit. It doesn't mean go it alone. It means putting Christ first in every part of our life. So I was looking around, and I tell you what, again, I want to be very careful about this. I've been praying for folks with this coronavirus, and I believe that we need to be aware of that. But I did a little studying, did a little checking around, and, and I don't claim to be a doctor. I ain't even played one on TV. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I, I don't claim to be a doctor, but I played one on TV. I ain't played one on TV. But I'm going to tell you what, this is what I learned a little bit. I'd like to share this. This is from WebMD, did a little studying this week. It says the coronavirus is a kind of virus that causes an infection in your nose, sinuses, and upper throat. Okay? It says most uh, coronaviruses aren't dangerous. Listen, you do what you feel like you need to do. Pray about it. Get the right care, everything else. Just give me a few minutes to set the stage on where I'm going with this, okay, please. All right, so it talks about this, that you know what? But in early 2020, after December 2019, outbreak in China, the World Health Organization uh, said, hey, we need to be looking at this. It could be fatal, and, and went on about that. I'm just going to kind of cut through here. So you can have fever, cough, shortness of breath. Infections range from mild seriousness. The virus can turn deadly to pneumonia, uh, septic shock and all that. Then I start reading down and it says, coronavirus were first identified in the 1960s. Did anybody know that? 1960s. Okay. Now I understand they got different strands or strains or whatever you want to call it and stuff like that. And we need to be aware. And I appreciate, you know, the, the, our president getting out in front of this and all that. But I, I, this is not a political thing I'm talking about. I'm talking about the urgency of sharing our faith. So just give me a little leeway. 
So we started looking at this. I said, you know, it says, it, it even wrote in here, it says, almost everyone gets a coronavirus infection at least once in their lifetime. Most likely, as a young child in the United States, coronavirus are more common in the fall and winter. But anyone can come down with the coronavirus at any time. So, saying that, how much y'all trust the media? I'm just saying, okay. And, and, and I'm not talking, I'm saying be aware, do your homework, and wash your hands. That's what I'm saying. But now, this is where I wanted to get to there. And I appreciate y'all giving me a little leeway to kind of get into all this thing. Viruses change, things change. Death does not change. Last time I looked, every generation before us has died, right? Anybody got a great, 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 great granddaddy that they want to bring to church? No. So death, unless the Christ returns and we go up with him in the rapture, we're going to die. And if we die without Christ, we die in our sin. You see where I'm going with this, right? Look at the urgency that they're talking about this thing. And I'm not downplaying. Look at the urgency on the news. You can't go nowhere without hearing about the coronavirus. Denise pulled up something the other day. She said, can you believe this? A can of Lysol for $172. Isn't that something? Now, I don't know about you, but the Christ-like thing is not to price gouge people when they need something. Right? You go in some places, they've taken everything. Hey, be prepared. You know what? You might be able to share with the neighbor and stuff. But do you see where I'm going with this? I'm trying to parallel these two things. What happens if we took that urgency and you flipped on the team and said, just want to let you all know, if you die without Christ, you're dead in your sin. But I got some good news today. Got all the teletype. If you put your faith in the finished work of the, of the cross of Jesus Christ, Jesus died for your sin. The Bible says all the sin and fall short of the glory of God. You need Jesus. Call 1-800. We'll pray with you. Whatever. You don't see much of that, do you? My whole thing is, 10 out of 10 people end up dying, right? In life. As you live long enough, you're going to check out. But we get so geared up to cling on to this life. And I think life is a beautiful gift. Amazing gift. I won't stay here as long as I can to impact people's life for Christ. But how much more should we be concerned about eternity? Again, thank you for giving me a little leeway. I just wanted to, to that's why I'm, I'm back there and working on stuff. And I'm going, man, every news thing's popping on. This is popping on. And we need to be aware. We need to, to look out. We need to care for others. And look in on the elderly. Wash your hands. Help people. Whatever you can do. But how much more should we be doing about sharing our faith? How much more should there be an urgency about eternal life? We need to get things from a paternal Eternal, excuse me, perspective. Let's keep on going here. So the next thing we see in here is denying oneself. We're not really good at that, are we? I'm not. Do you like what you like when you like it when you want it? You want it now, right? We want it now. We want everything now. Man, I'd love to lose 20 pounds right now. But I'd probably put it back on if I don't change what I'm putting in here, right? I mean, think about it. We want everything right now. We want it right now. Man, I tell you what. If they ever come up with a pill to grow hair and lose weight, they're going to be sitting on a million, boy. Everything. Put this on. Do this. Everything else, man. I'm thinking, buy a hat and get a donut. I'm good. But a lot of times we look at things and we don't want to deny ourselves. And I'm preaching to me. And I'm preaching to everybody else today. When we look at it, God needs to be first. So what I'm going to do, if you got your Bibles, we're going to go ahead and we're going to break this out a little bit and, and we'll go on from there. Talk about take up your cross and I'll read. I'm going to read through this a couple of times. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Take up your cross doesn't mean carrying your own burdens or try to make it on your own. It really means just denying ourselves. It's about surrendering to the call of Christ, right? Verse 25 says, For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. When we look at that, what do you think about? How are we living our life? Are we living it for the Lord? What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Somebody say amen there. Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come 
and his, and his Father's glory with the angels. And then he will repay each one according to what he has done. Sound like there's going to be a judgment day, doesn't it? I'll just help you out. It is. There's a point that a man wants to add then the judgment. Okay? That's not for the believer. That's not going to be your sin. Your sin was taken care of at Calvary 100%. But you know what? God has entrusted us with a great message. There's no better message than what we've got. It brings forth life. It brings forth peace. It brings forth love, forgiveness. How many people need a little forgiveness every now and then? Yeah. You ever look at a guy in the mirror? Does he need that sometimes? We do, don't we? Jesus has made a way for us. So I want to talk about this as we go through here. I said, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I was saying earlier, life is a precious gift. It's, it's, a, it's the most precious thing we know. You know, other than your grandchildren. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kids ain't too shabby. That like them too. But what we see here is this. In the last year, I have, I've sat down with a lot of people. I get, I, I get a, a really... Blessed time and, and being a pastor to talk to a lot of people. All ends, all spectrums, all backgrounds, everything. You ever had dinner with somebody or sat down with somebody or work with somebody and they're talking something you don't know nothing about, like tons of money? <laughs> I almost choked on a pork chop. I went out to eat and this guy was telling me about his job and everything. Else. I said, <laughs> what? How many zeros is that, man? I'm taking my shoes off and everything else. But see, you get, a lot of times we get all wrapped around the wheel. It can't buy you heaven. It can't buy you happiness. You can probably rent it for a little bit, but when the money's gone, they'll be gone too, won't they? Poor y'all quiet. I know I'm preaching to somebody here. Right? It's amazing how things change, right? When, when, you, when you run out of do-re-mi, as my buddy says. But you look at this here. What can a man give in exchange for his soul? How often do we really think about death. You say, man, I come to be encouraged today. Oh, you will be. You're going to be encouraged. But I'm going to tell you what. See, sometimes we got to realize what God has rescued us from so we can walk in it. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you what. I'm not willing to sit on the sidelines and have people go to, go to hell when, because I wouldn't open my mouth because I was a little uncomfortable about sharing my faith. I'm not going to come around, like I said for years, and put you in the Holy Ghost headlock. I'm not going to beat you with the Bible, but if you ask me what I believe, I'm going to tell you what I believe. And I don't understand so many times we do go through stuff. And not every day, I'm not always smiling, but about 99% of the time, ain't I don't know. What you see is what you get, right? Because I know that this is not my home. Because I'm just passing through. I don't get my foot hurt and go, whoo, praise the Lord, I got another one. Go ahead and jump on that. But what I do is this, I say, man, let's take a look at the big picture. Do you ever wake up in the morning and say, Lord, how are you going to use my life to impact somebody else's life today for eternity? Lord, give me 2020 in the spiritual. What would happen if, if you turn around and say, Lord, I tell you, what, I just want to be a blessing to somebody today. Lord, I just want to, I want to be somebody that's going to be used by you. You know what? That would be taking up our cross a little bit, wouldn't it? That would be walking as Jesus walks. So let's keep on going. With that being said, I'm going to get the guys. I have a little something here that I think might break it down. And I think that'll help us. All right. Let's take a look at this. Well, Amy is different. I mean, like, really 
me a friend. You know, I know, but she needs to know about me. Mm, and I can tell the people at the church to call her. I mean, they get paid to do things like that. <laughs> I want you to do that. Jesus, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. <laughs> no, Kat, the problem is you're too comfortable. <laughs> Amen. There's something when we see it like that, that brings it home a little bit, doesn't it? Can you relate to that? Well, why do I got to do that? Because Jesus might have nudged you and asked you. It's not always about being comfortable. Is anybody comfortable so far yet? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. So what we're going to do is going to break this out a little bit. I'm going to talk about focusing our faith. I'm going to go back. Y'all are going to have this memorized before you leave here, and I hope you do. And then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Man, let's take a look at this. We need to choose what God desires over our own desires. Oh, am I preaching to anybody yet? We need to choose what God desires over our own desires. But if we leave the Bible shut, we're not going to know what his desires are, are we? We're not going to know what he likes. We're not going to know him, are we? So that's what it's so important for us to spend time in God's word. See, the devil knows if he can keep the Bible shut, keep you away from God's promises and, and, and away from what God wants you to do, He'll render you ineffective. How many people want to live a life that's just ho-hum? Never see anybody say, Whoo, I'll tell you what, the Lord gave me life. I am so excited. I'm just going to try to drift on through and not cause any problems. Right? Now, we wouldn't find anybody that says that. But if we track our lives, you might find that. Amen? Tip and toe and tip and toe. Well, you know. Anybody ever get outside the comfort zone in their faith just a little bit? Good, there's more room for improvement. Bring it on. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you, just as God leads you, I'm not saying you turn around, like I said earlier, bring your Bible and everything else and just start beating people and telling them this. I'm talking about let them see it in your life. Be always, always be willing to give account of what you believe. Listen to the Lord in those promptings. I'm going to tell you a story, and I, and I know what the Lord says about this. He says, hey, when you share something like this, you know, you, you do this in private. If not, you get your blessing. That's what you got. Okay, this is not a blessing. This is a teachable moment. Please focus on the story so you only see Jesus, not buddy. So a couple weeks ago, we were going to Bible study, and I said, man, I'm going to go. You ever had a day that no matter what you touch, it just don't look right? Even when you order the food, it comes back and you're like, that ain't what I wanted. Right? That was my day. That was my day. So I get the stuff, and just, this ain't tasting right, everything else. And I get up to the counter, and I notice that there's an older gentleman over here uh, eating, and, and I don't know if it's daughter, neighbor, whatever like that. But the Lord keeps putting this man on my heart. I look over there, and I think, okay, am I going to supposed to pray for him? What, what's going on? So we get up, and they check out before me. And right before they get up, they're, they're in front of me, and the Lord, I believe, nudges me and says, well, you ought to pay for the dinner. I said, oh, okay. Now, you know, part of you want to say, well, let's see what they got first. <laughs> Oh, ye a little faith. Right? I'm like, uh, but I said, okay, Lord. And, and then I'm thinking, well, how am I going to do this? You know, I don't want to make a scene. I just want him to know God loves him, right? So he's getting ready there, and, and he's grabbing his wallet, and I'm going, man, I need to pay for this, Lord. Okay. And I said, so I went up to him. I was thinking real fast. I went up and put my arm around the guy. I said, hey, man. He said, yeah. I said, sir, how about if I put my bill on your tab? He said, what? I said, could I put my bill on your tab so that I could pay for everybody's? He said, you sure can. <laughs> I said, good. Here's the story. And the lady that was with him says, you have no idea how big this is. You have no idea how big this is for this man today. He said, I just got him out of the hospital. He's been hemorrhaging. He's been having some difficulty. He's been having some, some ailments and stuff. He says he's been dizzy. He's been everything else. I said, well, man, you know what? That must mean that God wants you to know that he loves you. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to pray for you right now. And the whole time, so, so I paid and asked the lady, and this is what crazy. I said, are you sure that you put, you got everything on there? Because it was pretty cheap. She said, I got everything. I said, okay, okay, everything's good. And I walk him out to the car, help him get in the car and everything else. And they're still looking like this. What just happened? They got a little drive-by Jesus. That's what happened. That's what happened. What would happen if we just followed those promptings? Followed those promptings. 
Man, I'm going to tell you what. So guess what? With my day being all upside down, everything else, I was like, whoo! I didn't think, man, I had to buy that guy's lunch. That, that guy's up. I thought, I heard Jesus. I got, to, I got to watch somebody see Jesus poured out on them. I, I, I got to see somebody say, you know, it's been going through a rough time. But God loved me enough to use some long-haired, chunky monkey preacher to buy my din-din. That's Buckaroo translation. That's it right there. But I'm going to tell you what. God will use you. Don't think he won't use you. How many people felt that prompt before and kept walking? I'm going to put my hand up. I have. I have. But I'm going to tell you what, but when you feel that problem and you step into it, you don't do things when your heart is really after the Lord to be blessed. You do it to be a blessing. And God knows your heart. And when you are that blessing, I'm going to tell you, I'll tell you what I've seen in my life. You always, always end up being blessed. I was so excited when I got to Bible study, man. I was just like, woo-hoo-hoo. I'm ready. I'm ready to share some Jesus. Because we were talking about joy that night. We've been working on that Tuesday night at 7 p.m. I'll just throw that out there. And I thought, that was the joy of the Lord. And as I drove off, I beep, 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 and they're still going. That's awesome. See, I believe ministry is everywhere, every way, all the time. At the gas pump. At the line, wherever. Let's keep on going. So here we go. We need to go ahead and, and choose to be obedient over comfortable. I'm going to tell you something. The more you step out, the more the uncomfortable becomes your comfortable. Does that make sense? I want to tell you all something. And, 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 and there's people in here who asked me this. And the, per, and the people that asked me this, I just want to tell you. This is never happened. A lot of times I'll just say, hey, would you pray for me? Pray for us this morning. I never ask anybody to pray that I ain't talked to. Nobody. I'm never going to jam anybody up or anything else. Now, if you family, you might get caught in a crossfire. <laughs> ain't that right? But I'm just saying, it's not about getting people out of their comfort zone or putting them on the spot. It's about encouraging them enough to be obedient when God tells them. And I share these stories and I share these things because I want you guys to come back and say, that's what God did in my life. That's what he wants to do. He wants to share in our life all the time. Man, God wants to turn around and tell us all the time. Hey, look, I got something for you. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, how about this? Can we trust God regardless? Regardless. I realize that rolls off our tongue a whole lot easier than walking it out, doesn't it? When something happens, when things get tough. But if we practice it each day and we remind ourselves what God got us through. If we remind us, say, you know what? It's all good. God brought me through this. He's going to keep on going and do this. I want to share something that I've heard many, many times. And I'll just get your opinion on it or whatever. You can take a look at this. Well, God won't put any more on you that you can handle. I'm going to tell you what I believe about that. I believe that's false. Because I believe there's a whole lot that God allows in my life that I can't handle so that I will rely on him. Somebody say amen. amen. I can't handle some stuff. Oh, I'm just going to make No, that doesn't mean pick up your cross and drag it on and say, oh, all right, Jesus, I'm trying to make it. It means, you know what? Because of what he did on the cross, because of that, I'm going to be a mirror image of him the best I can. I'm going to get up the next day and say, you know what, Lord? I, I, I want my desires to be your desires. But have you got it down yet? Nope. I'm working it every day. And some days look better than the other days. But I'm going to tell you what, that's where his grace, love, and forgiveness brings in. But I want to be obedient to those things because I know he wants us to keep pressing on to the goal. Look at this. Philippians 3.12. Paul says this. He says, not that I've already obtained all these things or have I already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Man, I'm going to tell you what, when God gets a hold of you, things are changing. Now, that don't mean you lose who you are. Brian, how long have you known me? You know, he knew me when I was thin. That's 40, 50 years, ain't it? It's a long time, all right? So when I got saved, I didn't get reserved. Well, I've got Jesus in my life now. I'm glad y'all could come. Good? Y'all be like, what is wrong? Did he hit his head? No, I got wide open for Jesus, boy. I'm going to tell you what. Because God knows what he's put in each one of us, Right? And he wants you to be who you are, but be in a way that you're pointing to him. 
I know the Lord's looking down and he said, I got a loud mouth right there. If I can get him converted, he's going to share some Jesus. Amen. And here we are. Yeah. I'll tell you what, a lot of times, well, I don't know about this and that. Hey, you know what? There's a lot I don't know. But the thing I do know is Jesus is for us. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to focus on my faith when I go through different things. And I'm telling you all now, so when I get down a little bit like this, you say, come on now, buddy. We're with you. You're not alone. See, that's the beauty of having a church family. You don't have to go through it alone. Ultimately, we keep our eyes on Christ. But sometimes God is so amazing in the way that he does us. He'll bring us along and say, you know what? Jesus will look like a whole lot like Kevin sometimes. Or maybe Mike. Always looks like you. I'm trying to help you out, brother. <laughs> but see what I'm saying? A lot of times we get all wrapped around the wheel about what we can't do. But I'm going to tell you what. This is what you can do. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Everybody doing good so far? I'm going to tell you what. I'm getting a little excited right here, right here today. Oh, this is going to help somebody. Are you ready? Boom. Forget your failures. How many got a whole list of them? If you got room on your paper, I can put some of mine. Oh, let's keep on rolling. Look at this. Oh, man, we got some stuff here. I don't want this podium all crazy and getting right open for Jesus. Here we go. Philippians 3, 7 said, but whatever were gains to me. Mm. The things that I thought were so important, man, pale in comparison to that. I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of, of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. And be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law. But that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Man, if you start looking back through that. Think about the things in your life. I share this many times, but I see some new folks in here. I, I, many know I love to play music, play rock and roll. Had a band that thought we were going to do something. Man, I mean, we were the Garage Band Deluxe. How about that? Garage Band Deluxe. Woo! I mean, you somebody when you come in there and they get, would you like free nachos? Wow, you made it, didn't you? Yeah. They don't care. See, what I found out is when you're packing the house, they love you. Let the attendants fall out. They'd be like, hey, what's up, man? What's the deal? They want to cut your pay. They want to charge you double for the nachos, right? God's not like that. When you start looking through there and you say, man, I consider all this a loss. When I, when I got out of the rock and roll business, and start, start, the Lord was really drawing me. And I had people say, man, I can't believe you're going to leave all this. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Driving home at 3 o'clock in the morning smelling like an ashtray. <laughs> Sleeping half the day, dozing off in church. See, because I got saved in the midst of that. Got saved in the midst of that. Boy, I just looked over here. James, <laughs> this went back 40 years, boy. <laughs> James is a big guy. James my buddy. I know James since fifth grade. James was my bodyguard when I was jamming. I love it. I was going to say, you got a problem with that? Talk to him. Kept on walking. It was crazy because everybody don't like you when you're out there. Guess what? As a Christian, everybody don't like you. Everybody didn't like Jesus. But it's okay. As we walk through this thing, and so when I look back and I see, wow, what did I lose? What did I lose? What did I lose? What did I lose? I didn't lose anything. But I'm going to tell you something else. I still want to reach all my friends for Jesus. I'm going to tell you what. I don't go, well, I can't do, I can't, I, no. I try to love them right where they are. See, somebody came outside the church to tell me about Jesus. I wasn't knocking on the door trying to get in there and find out about Jesus. I was running. Here, oh, here come the church people. Look out. Here we go. Ready to go. But they were so gracious and so loving and, and told me about Jesus. And they explained to me that my sin separated me from an awesome and holy God. And if I was to die back then without Jesus, I would die in my sin. Whoo, aren't you glad we do an altar call every week? Huh? Aren't you glad you don't want to put it off? Another day. Let's keep on going. We walk through this thing a little bit. And he says, it's not that this is Paul talking. And we know that Paul went through a few things. Now, I'm going to help you with some forgiveness. Before Paul was Paul, he was Saul. You remember any background on Saul? You remember? He was the Pharisees of Pharisees. He was the guy. He was the man. 
He was saying he was so he was just so on fire for what he thought God wanted him to do that he was going out giving the marching orders to pull Christians out of their home to have Stephen stoned all this. You think God can forgive him? He did. I'm not telling you to live any way you you want. I'm telling you that regardless of your past, the Lord has enough grace, mercy, and his blood is perfect and his sacrifice is perfect to save you from you. I got a guy I work with, we pray sometimes, and, I, and y'all, y'all heard me say this, and I just love it. He said, I said, you want to pray? He said, I pray, Lord, protect me from me. I think that's a good one for all of us. Because in the course of the day, you pull something going, what was that? But Paul puts it out here just like me and you know. That, that our righteousness does not come from our actions, for what we give how we talk or anything else. Those are, those are byproducts. Those are fruit from when God has changed our life. We're saved through grace. By grace through faith. That's what he's done for us. Anybody need some forgiveness today? Grab hold. Let's keep on rolling here. I said, look back on your life and realize that this. The Lord has forgiven you of your shortcomings. He made a way for you on the cross. Receive that forgiveness and welcome it with newness and freshness of a new season. So many times I see that we get stuck. We get stuck looking back. I'm so glad that the Lord doesn't play my life on the widescreen. I would not buy tickets for that. Maybe I wouldn't try to buy all the tickets so nobody else would see it, right? Everybody's got some, 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 some home movies they don't want nobody to see, right? Because we missed the mark. Because we pulled some stunts. Today I'm telling you this. That through... The forgiveness of Christ and receiving Jesus Christ, he's giving you a new start. He's giving you freshness. Are you excited about that? Every day, man. Every day you open up these two gifts. Bing, bing, your eyeballs. You're breathing. You're going on. You say, man, look what God has done for me today. I can't hardly wait some time to get up. Man, my cats are running under my feet and everything else. I said, man, I'm going to share some Jesus today. See, because I've already said it in my mind and in my heart. See, I go to bed at night and I'm reading the Word. One of the last things I like to do is read the Word of God and meditate on a scripture to carry me through. Anybody have nightmares? Yeah? Feed on a little bit of Jesus before you go to bed. He'll chase them off. Think about that. Use the Word of God. Grow in the Word of God. Don't leave your Bible shut. That's what the enemy wants. He does not want you to get a hold of the forgiveness of God. He does not want you to realize that you are forgiven. Somebody say amen. Let's keep on going. How about this? Realize that the Lord has a mission and a calling on your life for a time such as this. What's your mission for the Lord? You say, well, I'm not a preacher. That's okay. Well, I don't play music. That's okay. What do you do? What is that thing that you do really good with ease that you enjoy? What's your passion? Be passionate about that. It might be making duck calls. It might be. And do that with the, with the tenacity of what the Lord has given you. And you give God praise with what you do. Amen. Whatever it is. Maybe you're plumbing. Plumb for Christ. I don't know. Maybe you're baking. Bake for Jesus. I don't know. Whatever it is. But there's somewhere, somebody that you're going to touch by doing what you do. You're going to open up. Your circle of impact is going to be different than mine. At work. People say, when are you going to retire? I say, I don't, I don't know. There's still people I work with need Jesus. Amen. How about that? That's what I'm going to tell them next time. When are you going to retire when everybody gets saved? Now, I'm teasing about that, but I'm going to tell you what. Do you know what? I have a lot of opportunity to share at my work. How about you? You have a lot of opportunity to share at the bank line. Lord knows if you go to DMV, you ought to be sharing some Jesus. Need to be praying for everybody around there and everything else. The deal is, is Jesus is going to come out of you if something happens. That's the deal. But what I'm saying is this. Get a bigger view of who you are in Christ. Understand that you're not alone. Understand. See, I think this is the thing. If I talk to people more in 22 years of ministry, if I talk to people about one thing, it's this. Yeah, but you don't know my past. And you know what I say? You don't know mine either. But mine's been blotted out. How about you? He said, as far as the east is to the west, that's freeing right there. I'm not going to go out and pick the scabs off of old used to be. You know? 
I'm going to say, Lord, thank you for the, for the grace and the mercy today. I'm going to move forward. I love it. I love it. How many times have y'all heard me say this? Probably about five million. I would not pick me. But Jesus did. And he picked you and you and you and you and you and you and you. Man. So if somebody's willing to give a big price for something, they must see some value in it, right? God saw so much value in each one of us that he gave his life for you. Man. Come on, somebody. That's what I'm talking about. I miss Mr. Bobby. Y'all have been here long enough. You know what I'm talking about. Look at this. Allow his joy to rule and reign in your newfound life in Christ so that you can be molded into the person God created you to be. How many of you are not the person you were a year ago in Jesus? That's good. He's, he, he wants to continue to step us out and, and, and get us to, to just move and groove and go into what he has called us to do and to be. Many of y'all heard this. Again, I've seen people here that I haven't seen in a long time. Maybe didn't know. You are looking at a guy that hated going to school. I got sick before school every day before I graduated. If somebody would say, we need you to read a library book, I'd have probably blacked out right there. Pronouncing things wrong, anything else, couldn't draw anything, stuff like that. Man. But I knew this. As God started working on my heart, what he put in my heart was too great to contain. And who am I to hold it back from somebody else? Many times we're praying, some of you guys come in, we pray over the message every week. Lord, give us ears to hear. Lord, Lord, go before. Lord, hide me behind the cross. I want them to hear what you've done for them. We got a lot to do. We got a lot of ground to cover. Everybody doing good so far? I hope you guys are getting blessed by this. I'm going to tell you what. But he wants us to follow the Father. Look at this. We're going to go back and cut through a little bit more. Matthew 16, 25. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life... For my sake, we'll find it. And we get back to this line right here. You've heard it many times, but I don't think we, we, we think about it much. 26. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or can a man give in exchange for his soul? I'm going to ask you something. What are you chasing? Everybody's chasing something. And if you're not chasing for something, you're probably running from something. What are you chasing if you think about it? That's, that's your homework this week. What are you chasing? Man. I heard a guy speak one time, and I thought it was kind of cool. He said, you needed something to, to, how did he say it? Come home to, look up to, and chase after. And he spoke, he said, something to come home. He said, my family is very important to me. He said, something to look up to is, is my creator, right? God. He said, but, but I, need something, I need something to chase to keep me moving. So a guy asked him, he said, hey, man, when he was a young man, he asked this, this, this fellow, he said, who are you chasing? He said, man, I, I thought about it for two weeks, went back and talked to the guy. He said, who are you chasing? This answer might be different for you, but I'm just going to tell you, give you a little different perspective. He said, well, it's me in 10 years. He said, you? He said, who's your, who's your hero? He said, me in 10 years. He said, he found the guy 10 years later, the guy came over to him, he said, well, who, who you, did, you, did you catch your hero? He said, not even close. He said, well, who's your hero now? He said, me in 20 years. And the whole moral of the story was this. He was not going to settle. He was going to focus on the Lord. He wanted to be the guy that God was going to create him to be down the road. You see what I'm saying? He wasn't just saying, well, this is as good as it gets. I don't know about you guys. I want to know him better. I want to follow him better. What are you chasing? So many times we're chasing what? Money. It's just a tool. Sometimes we're chasing what? Popularity. Fame, things like that. I'm going to tell you what. Whatever it is, use it for a platform for Jesus to follow God. Think about that. How often do you do that? Would you be bold enough to? Just thinking, I don't know if you would or not. You might be at the mall. They still got them all the food courts. They used to have them. Or an area like that. The Lord said, I want you to witness to somebody. Would you just say, ah, let the preacher do it. How about this? How about if your friend's sick, would you go witness to him? I'm praying that God will pour out an extra measure of boldness on our church family. Maybe it's not going somewhere else. Maybe it's saying, I'm going through a difficult time. and Lord, I just have to trust you. Lord, help me. I just have to trust you. Today, I know it's the big picture. Let's keep going. I thought about this. Don't die in the desert. 
Many times we turn around and we just walk out and we're just fumbling around. Do you know your purpose? Do you know your purpose? You say, well, I, I, I don't know. I can help you with the major part of our purpose. Our purpose as believers is to make other believers. Amen. That's what God wants us to do. That's what God wants us to do, friends. I'm going to help somebody out here right now. What would be greater than this? To know that you had the privilege to share the life-giving, transforming love of Christ with somebody. There's nothing better, right? Let me tell you what. I don't know in, in, in our life, a lot of times when, when I do a funeral and stuff, I talk to folks and I say, what, what exactly would you like somebody to remember about your loved one? And things like that. That's the last thing I ask when I talk to them. Sometimes, well, he, he, he was a good dad, he's a good mom, you know, good mother and all this, whatever like that, whoever it is. And we'll go through that. What do you want yours to read? I pray if that's the deal, they say, you know what? It just seemed like the only thing Buddy was focused on most of his life towards the end was people knowing Jesus. I could live with that. And I could die with that. It doesn't matter how fast I play the guitar. It doesn't matter any of those things. Man, I want to be who God called me to be. I believe everybody in the sound of my voice wants to be who God wants them to be. But you can't be who God wants you to be if you keep his word closed. You can't be who God wants you to be if you won't take chances. Sometimes we've got to take that step of a little faith, don't we? We've got to step out a little bit. But so many people will just wander out and die a life that's dry. Jesus said, I'm the, I'm, I'm the living water. Man, think about that. Does the word of God excite you? Does it, when you leave here, I pray that you're encouraged. You think about that. Look at look what Paul says here as he's, he's fading out on his life. Philippians 3.12 again. It says, not that I've already obtained all this, or I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting that is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press towards the mark. The goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Why did I get a little shaky in my voice? Anybody knows where I'm going to go with this? That was my dad's verse right there. 14. The day my dad died, I sat out on the front porch. He said, son, I don't think I'm going to make it. I said, dad, tell me what you're thinking. Many of y'all have heard this. Many of you haven't. Maybe it'll be a blessing to you. I pray it is. He said, son, dying ain't the hard part when you know Jesus. He said, living's kind of tough sometimes. He said, I'm sorry all this is going to fall on you, but it's going to be all right. I said, give me some words of wisdom, pops. Give me some words of wisdom. Press on. Every time my sister writes me a note, press on. If you look at Thomas Lyson praying, Paul Paul made an impact. It says, press on. Everybody thinks when I drive, it says prison. It says, press on. Y'all didn't have to laugh there, but that's all right. Right? Every email that Thomas sends on the bottom, it says, press on, press on, press on. That's a legacy. My dad wasn't a preacher, but my dad loved the Lord. My dad didn't get saved early. He got saved later. But man, when God got a hold of him. I saw a transforming in my dad's life that just encouraged me, man. When Jesus came into your life, did people see a difference? Did they see a way, way you deal with people, deal with problems, spend your money, handle stuff, handle conflict? Or did you just continue to say, well, I'm saved, I'm good. I'm just going to be comfortable. He wants us to pick up our cross. He wants us to walk it out. It's not about comfort. This is not the comfort zone. This is the launching pad, man. This is what God wants for us. He wants us to be difference makers. And I'm going to tell you what. I want to encourage you guys. I see a lot of difference makers in this room. You don't have to be loud. Let me help you with that. You don't have to be loud to be a difference maker. 
You just have to be following what God gave you. You just have to be obedient when God lays it on you. I'm going to tell you what. I believe that there's an opportunity every day to, to share Jesus. I believe that there's always an opportunity for God to, to, to draw us closer to him. Do you all believe that? Let's keep on going. I'm going to bring this thing home. I'm going to share a few things. Then Jesus says to his disciples, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. I wrote a few notes down. You can put some of these down if it helps. This is what the Lord's been showing me in the last week. That I need to be steadfast in my convictions in Christ. Don't waver like the world, but stand firm on his word. To realize that God's word is a transforming power in my life. How about that? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How often do you have a scripture in your heart? How often do you, do you grab that, word, that verse? You know, sometimes they say, what, what's your life verse? I got too many. You know why? Because I don't plan on leaving here anytime soon. But if I do, I know where I'm going. Why is that? Because you're preaching? No. Because you're a nice guy? No. Because you put money in the pot? No. Why? Because Jesus died for my sin and I asked him in my life. I, you know what? I had a guy that led me to the Lord. And I appreciate that so much. But not only that, he mentored me. He would call me a couple times a week. And he says, son, I call your name out to the Lord two times a day, every day. And we talk about somebody passing away and, and something like this. And he said, well, I'm going to tell you one thing. I only know one guy for sure that's going to heaven. I said, what do you mean? He said, me, because I know that I asked the Lord in my life. He said, I don't know about anybody else. See, he had already settled that in his life. But he wanted everybody to know it. As he got older, you know what? He got more effective. I think when we start, as time goes by, we don't know when we're leaving here. There's people that die young all the time. A lot of times, young folks say, well, I'll worry about it later. I'm a, I had a guy that I worked with a long time ago, a young guy I was sharing my faith with. He said, Mr. Buddy, I really appreciate what you believe and everything else. And I appreciate you sharing that with me. But right now, I'm just going to do me. I'm just going to live my life. And then later on, I'll be ready to listen to what you say. Whoo. I didn't get mad. I appreciated his honesty. It hurt my heart that he would not consider the urgency of what he's, he, what he's playing with. Eternity. Let's go back. I'm going to clean this thing up on this virus. I know it's important. I, I, I feel for the families that have lost people. I pray about it. Everything else. But if we can get so excited about something that we're in this life, whether we only live 80, 60, 20, 10 years, 120 years, how much more should we be on fire about eternity. That's what I'm getting out of that. How much more? Man. But instead we see, instead we see this. Many people want to make a buck off it. $172 worth of Lysol. We're sitting on a fortune in our house. Right there in the bathroom, I probably got three grand. It's crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? You know what? I want to tell you this too. It's okay to laugh at church. It's okay. Because sometimes we get so tight and we get so uh, religious that we just need to break through with a little bit of laughter. So the joy of the Lord is the strength. Are you feeling strong today? Are you encouraging the Lord today? What would happen if we come to the Lord with that childlike faith? What would happen if we said, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do in my life today, but I'm going to give it to you. What are you going to do different than what you did when you came in here? Today, it might be, you know what? I'm going to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. That's the number one thing. If you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, if you don't know 100% that you would go to heaven if something happened, please don't leave here without hearing this message and receiving it. Not just hear it, believe it and receive it. The Bible says if we confess the Lord Jesus, right, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. What, is, what does that mean? Break that down. Do we realize that we're all sinners? The Bible says all the sin and fall short of the glory of God. You're not alone. The Lord has a remedy for that, and his name is Jesus. We transgress. We broke God's holy law. And there's a penalty to be paid for that. 
It's called death. The wages of sin are what? Death. But the free gift from God is the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, I'm just telling you about, I'm not bringing you the gift. Jesus already brought you the gift. I'm telling you about the gift. His name is Jesus. I'm telling you that today that you can receive that gift. You can receive him by faith just like anybody else would, anywhere else would. If you're online, you can get saved in your bedroom right now. It's not your location. But it is about a destination. I don't want to see anybody miss heaven. If we reject the only way to heaven, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. If we reject that, then all we have is hell. I look forward each day to share about my Heavenly Father. How about you? Because I know that He is a way maker. I know that He's changed my life. You know what happens sometimes? People say, my life's good. I got money, I got a car, I got a business, I got this, everything else. Well, that's good. But at some point, all that's going to rot away, rust away everything else. And you know what the truth is, what I'm finding is? I've done a many, a many a funeral. You know what usually happens is? Your family fights over it. That's what happens. I'm going to tell you what, you see some hair come up on people's back when things go down. Man. There is no gift greater that I could give anyone in this world other than sharing Jesus. You could take my ragged truck. You could take 27 cents in my sock, whatever it is. You could take the guitars, everything. It's not going to change your spiritual destination. But the message that I'm giving you today will. And it's not my message. It's God's message. But God was so good to graft us in to his message through Jesus Christ. Friends, I'm telling you, I pray today that you feel the urgency, that you see what's at stake. If you're saved today, if you've put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, then pray for somebody beside you or to this side over here. If you're saved today, continue to pray for that family member, the person at work. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, today's your day. Let us pray. Father, I thank you so much for your word. And I thank you that there is only one way to heaven. And if there's one here today that's not sure, Lord, help them know that you are the way, the only way. What must I do? I said it earlier and I'll drive it home. It's by faith. Realize that we are a sinner and that we have sin in our life and admit that, Lord, I I have sin in my life. You can pray it right there, right where you are. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I believe you're the son of God that takes away the sin in the world. Lord, I receive you. Help me to walk this out. Come into my life and be the Lord of my life, Lord. I believe you died on the cross, that you poured out your blood and you rose on the third day, that you sit beside God the Father, interceding for us. I receive that. I receive that. If that's you today, tell somebody. Share that. Confess it with your mouth. I receive Jesus today. I receive Jesus today. That would be a glorious day. That's a glorious day. The Bible says when one sinner turns, it's a party like no other. I pray that there's a party in heaven because you today were bold enough to receive God's grace and his gift. Everybody said, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.